come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the spoken word, life or death, according to God's word. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guys are awesome. As always, you guys guessed the topic, the spoken word of God. Let's get right down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of spoken word. Memorization, performative body language like gestures and facial expressions, enunciation, and eye contact with viewers. The spoken word has more impact than the written word. I'm not saying the spoken word is better than the Bible. But we all know that a Bible could sit on a coffee table in a hospital room and it just collect dust. But that word motivates people to action. So let's look at Acts 17, 11 through 12. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. I absolutely loved what the Berean Jews did. The fact that they fact-checked Paul's message to ensure it was the spoken word of God. I'm going to encourage each of you, my young loyalists, to fact-check your pastor and ministers when you get home from church. I know we're virtual right now, but when you, when you get offline, I want you to fact check him by reading the scriptures, diving into the word yourself based on what he said, or what he or she said. Read your word to ensure the scriptures were read correctly. Pray about the things he or she said in their message. And watch this. I'm not above my own words. I hope you guys have been reading the scriptures I read or list in this podcast and praying about the words we are speaking from the PNT Podcast Studio. Yes, fact check me too. You truly have to open up your mind to see this. I want you to visualize this. Visualize the Berean Jews examining the scriptures every day. I want, you to, I want you to get that visual in your head. It sounds to me a lot like a Bible study. I'm pretty sure they were not doing this independent of each other. That's why I believe it was a group Bible study. You know why? Verse 12 says this. As a result Many of them believed. Not one, they said many of them. What got me even more excited was they had a cross-cultural Bible study where Greek and Jews came together to share in God's word. Now, if that ain't God's spoken word doing what God's word does best, uniting people with different backgrounds through his son, Jesus Christ, it can't get much better Than that. But let's look at Acts 16, verses 16 through 18. Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, 
These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. It's clear to see from these verses of scripture that not all spoken word leads to salvation and life. Some people will use their God-given voice for personal gain, which does not edify or grow the kingdom of God. While Paul was trying to deliver the spoken word of God, this ungodly spirit was making a mockery of God's word and serving as a distraction until. I need y'all to get this, so I'll say it again. Until verse 18, when Paul said, In the name of Jesus Christ, the spoken word of God at work again. The ungodly spirit immediately left her at the mention of the spoken word of God. No one can or should deny the power of that name, the power of the spoken word of God. Proverbs 18 and 21 makes it very simple and easy. The tongue has the power of life and death. What will you speak? What shall you say? What response shall you give to this? When asked, what do you believe? I want you to truly meditate on the words you've spoken today. And did they bring life or will they bring death to someone? Be a messenger of life through faith, hope, and love in the spoken word of God. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after this short break. We are back in the PNT podcast studio after that short break. So let us dive right into looking at some ways the spoken word leads to life and not death. So first of all, I'd just like to start off with, this is what I think I could summarize this whole segment in. Pray, read, speak, and watch. So let me do that again for you. Pray God's word, read God's word, speak God's word, and watch God work. That's how easy it is. That's, that's, that's the ways that the spoken word leads to life and not death. But let's look at number one. Let's look at Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. I want to pause there because here, imagine that God simply started speaking and his words, and these things simply happen. Because God spoke his word, we came into existence, which means God's spoken word can see you out of tough life situations. It can see you out of tough health situations, as well as tough financial situations. It's just the spoken word of God. It has power. We learned that in part one. God had an epiphany on the sixth day, which means he had a revelation that everything he created by his spoken word is and was good, and that includes you. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect, you're perfect the way God made you. Don't let no one else tell you any different. Number two, let's look at Jeremiah 23, 28 through 29. Let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Think of the spoken word as a tool. I want you to picture that. That the, that the word of God, the spoken word of God, can't be used to do anything. It can be used to, to heal you. It can be used to help you. It can be used to help you think. 
It can, it can be used to help you speak. It can be used to help you grow. It can be help, used to help God and his kingdom. But this tool can drive home a nail, which equals reinforce positive behavior. See, the spoken word can reinforce positive behavior. The spoken word can be used as a tool that can break down obstacles, which means you can overcome negative situations. It's just that simple. Let's look at number three, John 8, 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. God's spoken word will set you free. That's what salvation is, saving you from bondage. God's spoken word tells us that drugs and alcohol is something that we don't need because the Son of God has set you free. You don't have to be subject to alcohol and drugs. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be, you know, someone who needs those things to get on, to get on with your life. That behavior that contradicts the spoken word of God. You have no more control over me because Jesus has set me free. Speak those words into that situation. Tell alcohol, tell drugs, you no longer have control over me. Those bad habits, those sinful habits. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Speak those words to those sinful and bad habits. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer because God loved me because he does. And finally, Romans 10 and 8. And there are many more verses I could have used. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. Paul knew the importance of the spoken word because in this, this he, he said to Timothy, preach the word. There are other verses that preach the word in season and out of season. Always be ye ready to preach the word or to give the word, to, to share the word with someone. The all-powerful spoken word of God, the word of faith, the word of life, the word of power is in your mouth to be spoken, not to be buried in the ground like the dead. The word is life. The word is not death. Don't sit on God's word. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Speak it because there's power in your tongue. Confidently take your stand on the word of God. Speak the word and expect infinite power to bring forth outstanding results. That's all I have for you. Share God's word because it is the spoken word that changes lives. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? That was great, Minister Bennett. It definitely ties in with what we were chatting about. We were talking about this new fad that the young people are dabbling in. Yep. I said dabbling, because this is not how the Trinity, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, operates. This new fad is that the young people are seeking guidance from the third eye, and also some are placing crystals in their shoes or in their pockets for protection. Some believe that crystals, and I quote, act as guardians and protective shields. They also help attract abundance, love, peace, and positive energy from the universe. You heard that last part, right? From the universe, not from the God whom we serve, not from the Holy Spirit that lives within us, but from the universe. Interesting, right? 
Well, I explained to them, to the Christians in the room, that this is demonic and not of God. Exodus 23 reads, you shall not have any gods, little g, before me. To make that a little clearer, I read the New International Reader's Version of the Bible, which reads, do not put any other gods in place of me. I explained to them that if they listened to what I just read, they would have noticed that the Bible said gods with an S on the end of it. This lets us know that there are many things, many people out there that will try to take the place of the one true, only wise and living God. Notice that there is no S on the end because he is all that we need. I wanted them to understand that when you dabble or experiment with these things such as crystals, the third eye, or psychics, you are opening up yourself to a demonic realm of darkness. You're opening yourself up for the devil to come in and try to destroy everything godly about you. Everything that you have been taught to be the truth, the devil will try through these devices to make you doubt God, causing you to lose faith, to not trust what the Bible says, to not trust the preacher or the teacher or the minister. And don't get it twisted. The devil is crafty and cunning. You will begin to change slowly until one day you realize that you have gotten so far from God and the truth that your head will spin and you will wonder, how did I get here? But be assured, God is right there waiting for you to call on him and repent. In Matthew 18, 12, it reads, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? That's awesome because it says go to the mountains. God sits high and looks low. He sees you going astray, going in the wrong direction, going with false prophets, dabbling in witchcraft activities. He finds you and brings you back to the fold. There is no place that you can go where God can't find you. He loves you just that much. This is a very serious practice that our young people are dabbling in today. And Christian parents, if you are listening, talk to your youth about this. We don't want one to be lost. Nope, not one. In summary, the importance of the spoken word, life or death. The word of God, spoken in faith in the name of Jesus, has awesome power to overcome even the most hopeless of situations. It also will allow you to overcome that insurmountable challenge that you may be faced with. It will also help you to get around that avoidable obstacle. But here's a quote I want to leave you with. When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.